This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, 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 guys. This is week 66 of Tailgate Talks, and this is the tailgate where we discuss what's going on in the rest of the sporting world. We are three Texas Tech Red Raider fans, but we are also sports fans, so we do have the tailgate portion where we like to talk about NFL, NBA, and uh, what else is going on out there. Um, but, uh, you know, and NFL uh, playoffs have started. Uh, or, or about to the regular season has wrapped up, uh, you know, definitely excited to bring that stuff to you guys. College football championship. That was a, uh, a, a great, uh, a quarter and, and a quarter of a quarter of a game. The rest of it was awful. Uh, and then NBA, obviously we're going to talk about that a little bit here, but, uh, before we do jump into this episode, make sure you follow us on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, definitely give us a five-star rating on both. Uh, just helps us out a ton. Whenever we're, we're trying to kind of climb the rankings and ladders to get to more people. Uh, and then if it is on iTunes, make sure you give us the review below there. Uh, as far as social media accounts on Twitter, at tailgate underscore talks is where you'll find us most of the time. But we're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And if you do swing by that YouTube channel, subscribe and hit the bell notification. Just so that way you know each time we post a new video. Uh, as far as our personal accounts go, Dustin, you can find him at DustinWimmer22. Brooks at Calvin B. Barrett, and me at Blanca, where the L is a 1. And lastly, if you have any sort of thoughts, questions, or anything you want to hear us discuss on the show, make sure you to email us at the email tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So let's let's uh, let's uh kick this episode off, and I'm going to hand this over to Dustin for a little bit of NFL action. Are you ready for the football? All right, guys. Playoffs are here. Welcome to the playoffs, boys and girls. <laughs> but before we get to that fun stuff, let's wrap up the first ever week 18 the NFL has ever seen and ever had. And it had some fireworks and some fun, even though there was quite a few terrible matchups and games. But that also led to some coach firings that we'll also get into later, which is fun. But our, of course, our favorite recap segment, the time it takes Tom Brady to come back on your NFL team week 18 recap. And for this week, I'm going to start with Brooks to kick us off. So, Arlie, go ahead, get him a wheel or a timer or whatever we do for this. I forgot. A timer. We're doing great. Uh, <laughs> I don't ever watch on that side. I just have a, a bunch of other stuff pulled up. It's fine. So, it's fine. It's on you for the timer, man. Brooks is up first. All right, Brooks. Yeah, shake it, shake it loose. Yeah. Shake it loose. All right, we're going in three. Two, one, go. Well, week 18 provided us with some fireworks, as Dustin mentioned, and the fireworks came on Sunday night football when it was <laughs> between the Chargers and the Raiders. And what a scenario we had there where both teams could tie and make the playoffs or a team could win and kick the other team out. And so 
in a wild game that saw the Raiders kind of in control for most of it, looking like they were about to head into the playoffs. All of a sudden, the Chargers come storming back. Herbert goes like beast mode at the end of the game, gets them the tie to go to overtime. We trade some field goals. Time's running out, and it's looking like, oh, my God, the Steelers are going to get kicked out because the Raiders and Chargers are going to tie? Well, no. Staley calls a timeout. The Raiders convert on a third down and put themselves in field goal range where they kick the game-winning field goal, sending the Chargers home in the most Charger way of all time Mm -hmm. and sending the Raiders and the Steelers into the playoffs in what was an epic finale to an incredible regular season, a season of, you know, who's going to win this game, who's going to win that game, and it comes to close in that fashion. It was truly incredible. So shout out to the Raiders and fuck you, Colts. <laughs> Bye. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah, Colts got beat by the Jags to miss the playoffs as well. A little snippet Brooks threw in there. Um so yeah, great game, but it ended in a win. So, Arlie, go ahead and reset that timer for yourself, and I'll let you have at a Week 18 recap. Oh, man. What's to talk about? That was kind of a big one there. Uh, all right, all right. Let's just, let's just go. We're just going to go. All right, going in three, two, one, and going. Uh, so, these Colts were... They were what we thought they were and not at the same time. Like, is that, is that a weird feeling? Uh, it, like, Good point. Because we, 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 we knew Carson Wentz wasn't going to be it. We, we knew that he was going to, like, fuck this up at some point, right? But, like, you know, every other week he would, he would, have, a, he would have a decent enough week where we're like, oh, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe this Colts team is real. Maybe Carson Wentz is the real deal. But, no, he does what Carson Wentz does which is in week 18 of football, he doesn't show up. Now, in previous years, that was in the playoffs. But in week 18, he doesn't show up. He did it with the Eagles. He didn't show up. He did it this week against the worst team in the NFL, my adopted Jaguars. Yeah, I'm going to call him that. Uh, I'm going to call my adopted Jaguars because they won one more game, giving me one less shot to take. And I ended up taking, I think, 10 shots over the last week. So, whittling that down a little bit. Um, but I, uh, the only other thing that I want to touch base on is, is, is Cliff with a big old capital L does it again. But that's it. That's the end of my time. Nice. All right. Good take there. Yeah, Colts fell apart in disastrous fashion. <laughs> Most embarrassing like way to end the season that I can remember. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of recency bias, but Man. everybody thought that was a layup. Like just, you know, you didn't want to talk about the Steelers Ravens game last week. Cause you're like, there's no way that like either team's getting in yeah. into this. Cause the Colts are just going to win. <laughs> and to make it even more embarrassing, the national championship game is in your city. So you have yeah. to see all these super happy, excited football fans from the sec and then your logo is still in the background on the field because they didn't paint over it well enough because they probably thought there was going to be a better football game to play after this, but they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they just had it rubbed in their face all of Monday after the disastrous Sunday. So, uh, 
hey, I'll go ahead and just keep rambling from here because I don't All even right. have anything because I was just going to be like a lot of these teams and, you know, cash this weekend. I already got Let's playoff go. seed Three, two, wrapped one, up. And, uh, you know, I just want to go out here and get my guys their incentives. That was the best move of the weekend is seeing quarterbacks play to get their guys incentives. You saw clips of Tom Brady getting uh, Gronk his seven catches. And he turned around to Bruce Arians at one point, and he goes, you're not taking me out. <laughs> Puts his helmet on, walks back out there, gets Gronk one more catch, and then subs out mid-drive. <laughs> but that's cool to always see, like, week 17 and 18, they're, you know, guys getting their incentive money for hitting their stats. So that's all I had and wanted to hit on because I'm ready yeah. to talk playoffs. Me too. Me too. All right. That wraps up all of the uh... – time it takes tom brady to come back on your nfl team week 18 recap very we had to hit on we had to hit on some of those games because some of those games shaped the playoffs (laughs) they did we we slipped them in there pretty well but now we have playoff matchups set raiders and Bengals will be our first afc playoff matchup man did not think we would be saying Raiders versus Bengals, you know, come first week of playoffs, but here we are, especially after all the Raiders have been through this year. Bengals are like the too too young a team to be good yet type team. Um, yeah, Brooks, what do you think about this matchup? Interesting game we didn't really see coming. Yeah, it's always kind of fun to have these playoff matchups, I think, of, of teams that with some fresh faces. And, you know, you got young Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, T. Higgins and, and the Bengals and Derek Carr, who has actually never played in a playoff game because the year that they did make the playoffs, he was hurt. So this yeah. is his first playoff game. So it's a definitely an interesting matchup to me, I think. You know, the last time that they played, the Bengals really handled them pretty well, but it's really hard for me to count out this Raider team. They just keep scratching, clawing and fighting and finding a way to win games. It's not like they beat bad teams to get into yeah. the playoffs either. They, they beat some, you know, they beat the Colts. One of the reasons that the Colts are in the playoffs, cause they beat them, beat the chargers and Justin Herbert, who's a, you know, one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. So, you know, I think a key for them is this pass rush. They got Max Crosby, who's really oh, damn yeah. good. And they are going up against a line that's not very good. So, you know, they're going to have to put a lot of pressure on Joe Burrow, make sure that he's not getting into the hands of those stud receivers. And if they're able to do that successfully, I think they're going to be able to stay in the game. Uh, Do I think they win it? No, but I I do think this could be a a pretty entertaining game to kick off the playoffs. For sure. Arlie, how are you feeling about it? Uh, I think Brooks's final statement there was kind of the main thing is this is going to be an interesting way to start this, this, this playoff season, uh, this year. Um, Joe Burrow has been a ton of fun to watch for everybody. And these Raiders kind of, they're, they're, they're scrappy. They're scrappy. Yeah. So that's a good word for them. <laughs> they're, they're, they're a very scrappy team. So it's exciting to kind of see that these two teams match up. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I still think, you know, Cincinnati at home, Joe Burrow kind of kind of really finding his his uh his swagger this year in the in the NFL. Uh, I think that they should win this. I know that they're favorited here, but I'm excited to watch this game just because it's the start of playoffs. Uh, that'll be mostly the reason why I tune into it. Yeah, scrappy team versus the young guns should be really fun to watch. Do we want to pick our winners or do we want to save that for uh like our bracket later and our underdog stuff? 
Um, I thought we'd just pick the winners, not on the spread, just straight up like who we're picking, okay. picking to win. And then later on, we'll just kind of make our conference championship game, who's making it there, and then Super yeah. Bowl um, predictions. But I thought we'd just go ahead and, you know, make who yeah. our picks. So, so I'll I'll lead it off. And, yeah. I'm, you know, while I think it would be a good game, I, I do think the Bengals will pull this one out. I think they just have too much offensive firepower. Um the Raiders, I don't see them being able to put up enough points, really. I, I think they'll be able to keep it close for a little bit. But, yeah, I think the Bengals will ultimately win this one. For sure. All right, who do you think takes it? Uh, same boat. Uh, I do think that this will be this will be a close game because uh, neither one of these teams are, are how, do, how do you say it, like blow you out of the water teams. Uh, they're not going to – like neither one of them like racks up 50 points a game or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. – the Bengals could though. The yeah. Bengals can, but they but what last five weeks they had a forty point game against Baltimore and then thirty four against Kansas City. I mean it's it's a lot of points, but they're they're not. I don't know. Uh, I still I just gotta kind of give the advantage to the Bengals on this one. Yeah, I'm taking Bengals there also. I think they just got too much on offense and have a they have a dude in Joe Burrow. Like, yeah. I know Derek Carr's pretty dang good, but Joe Burrow's in the MVP conversation this year for yeah. a reason. Yep. Um, so let's move on. Up north, this is probably my favorite matchup of the weekend. Round three, Patriots-Bills, AFC East matchup. Patriots were better than we thought this year under Mac Jones. Bills kind of slipped back a little bit, but found their footing the last couple weeks. Ended up winning the division, get the home game against the Patriots here. I think it's a huge advantage for Buffalo to finally get a home game. They didn't get to have one really last year with COVID. So the fans get to be there. The tailgate's going to be stupid packed and crazy. Do you think that plays a factor into this game? And Arlie, how are you feeling about it? Um, I, I, I still think, I mean, I know the last matchup that these guys played, you know, it, it was it was Buffalo winning at thirty three to twenty one, but I I still think this is Bill Belichick's division. And even though this is not a divisional game, this is Wild Card Weekend. Yeah. Um, and he hasn't won <clears throat> it in two years. Yeah. <laughs> I, but but it still is like I mean you got to have his, that in the back of your head somewhere. Like like and, and, yeah. he's the sixth time. Like I it it, it I. The Bills are a better roster, but I just I give the edge to the Patriots because of who's coaching them. Okay, so Brooks, do you agree with Arlie there? Hell no, no, I don't hell, no. <laughs> hell no. I, I mean, I agree. I, I, I mean, Belichick's great, but I mean, watch the Patriots end of the season, man, pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, you know, if it wasn't for a whomping of the Jaguars in there uh, and an additional shot for Arlie. You know, it's a pretty pathetic end for their season. You lose to the Dolphins in a game that you kind of needed. Um, so, ultimately, I, you know, I just haven't been super impressed with them at the end of the season. Meanwhile, the Bills have just handled business. And I really like the way that they kind of dominated the Patriots the last time they played them. You know, it's not supposed to be windy. So, it's supposed <laughs> to have like four miles an hour wind. It's, it's supposed to be cold. It's Arlie's favorite weather. It's cold. Uh, so, there is that to worry about. But, you know, I think when it comes down to it, whose offense do I trust and what quarterback do I trust to make the plays? And I trust Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and that offense more than I trust mm-hmm. rookie Matt, jo- Mac Jones, who they've really kind of had to hide. Um, oh, yeah. 
And so, you know, sure that I think the Patriots defense is going to maybe figure out ways to kind of stop the bills. But I just think if I'm going off of a quarterback who I trust right now to go in and win a playoff game, it's the guy who's been there and won a couple playoff games and it's Josh Allen. And so, yeah, I've got the bills winning this one. Yeah. Great breakdowns by both of you. I don't even have anything to add to it because of all the stuff you threw in there, but I'm with the bills on this one. I think this is kind of their, Georgia finally beats Alabama type game and they get over the hump. They get over the mental thing of it. I think being at home super helps. Yeah. Um, they can finally use that momentum to carry them another round. Yeah, so, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild there on Saturday. Oh, it's God. gonna be wild. I'm glad they got a Saturday game, correct? Yes. So good yeah, for the they, NFL giving the yeah. people of Buffalo a Saturday game. That way Sunday they can just be at home. Yeah. hung over and not have to yeah. go to work, you know? So that was nice of them. Very nice. <laughs> Last AFC game we want to talk about is the number two Chiefs playing the Steelers, who slipped in playoffs at the end there. Um, they're the biggest favorite of the weekend with that matchup, rightfully so. Chiefs have been the dominating force in the AFC for the last, what, two, three years now. And – I, just to start this, I don't think this is going to be much of a game. I think the Steelers are limping in. And what are you really scared of of, of them? Yeah. Like, like you're the Bills, you're scared of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Like Patriots, you're scared of that defense. Like Bengals, all those offensive weapons and Joe Burrow. Like the Steelers come in, and you're just like, hey, welcome guys, cool. Can't wait, can't wait to play y'all. Like <laughs> Brooks, do you agree with me here? Yeah, I mean, it's really just it took everything breaking right for them to make it into the playoffs yeah. in the first place. Um, but they just don't have enough offensively to keep up with the Chiefs. And like, sure, they have a good defense and they have maybe the best defensive sure. player in the NFL and TJ Watt, but that's not enough. And we saw it just a few weeks ago, and the Chiefs just destroyed them. Um can they, they don't keep have anything it to complement that. Like yeah, their yeah. running game isn't good enough to yeah. complement that. Like, because well, yeah, there's no risk of Roethlisberger throwing it down on the field of you. So, <laughs> so you know, there's really nothing that I think that they can do to keep up with the Chiefs. I think, you know, the Chiefs um, you know, have gotten right at the end of the season. Their offense is back to where he trusts them again. I think, you know, this is just a yeah. uh a, a send off for Roethlisberger, you know, uh, he made it to the playoffs. Cool. Another 500 season, um, another playoff appearance. And then, you know, get your ass kicked by Kansas yeah. city. Are they you with both of us on the, on yeah. the chiefs train? Uh, the, the, there's no other way to lean in this game. I think that the, the, the Steelers goal was, was to, to make sure and keep a above 500 season for Mike Tomlin. And to get Big Ben his last last final bow in the playoffs, and and they hit their goals, and they they yeah. they're gonna fight, I'm sure, but they can't have realistic expectations of winning this. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah. shout out shout out to right before the season when I kicked the Ravens out of the playoffs and I put the Steelers in. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that worked out. <laughs> what the way to hell? go, Brooks? Way to go? Yeah, I got fucked by the Colts on that thing that i yeah. did i was like yeah they're gonna slip in here yeah my ass they will yeah i went so i went and looked back at our picks and so afc wise yeah we all got the chiefs me and dustin got the bills winning that division correct um and we all we all got the guy patriots 
No, we had Bills winning that division. Arlie yeah. had Patriots. I had, I had Patriots. I was the one, but I was off by one game. That was not a horrible prediction. Me and Dustin had the Dolphins. Had... Me and Dustin had the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Um, I We all had the Chargers. We all yeah. missed that one. We all had the Browns. We all missed that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, what other division am I not thinking of right here? Oh, we, oh and none we, of us had the Bengals. Yeah, none of us had Bengals. None of us had. No, uh, the Titans. Had, the Titans. Titans. AFC Titans. South. Yeah, yeah. I was like, there's, them. where's it? Yeah, yeah. We all had them. We all, too, them so. we all had them winning it. That was the, the given. Yeah, we just missed well, some of our wild cards. what? Most of us got four out of eight there. Yeah. We didn't, we we didn't do bad. Raiders, four or seven. We didn't, we didn't do bad. Solid. Solid four out of seven. Mm-hmm. We'll take it. I'll, we'll uh, check back in on that on the NFC side, <laughs> see how we did there. So let's yeah. kick it over to the NFC Eagles versus the reigning champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers Eagles literally running the ball down people's throats to get into the playoffs. One of the hotter teams coming in, they have an identity. They know what they're doing. Bucks are possibly drama free. Now that <laughs> AB has left the building they've got other guys to fill those spots. So, are we feeling confident in the Bucks still on this, Arlie? Uh, I mean, in this game, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of want to see how they're going to be looking uh, without without AB. Uh, you know, you saw a little bit of that last weekend, and uh, that that's kind of the only hesitation. But it's still it's still going to be Tom Brady. Like you know, he's going to find his open targets, and as long as you've got like semi good hands. Uh, he'll he'll get that ball to you. So, uh, I I I I'm kind of looking past this game for them already, personally. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Brooks. Are you giving giving the Eagles any looks here, or looking past them like Arley? Yeah, I'm I'm giving the Eagles a little bit of a look because they're really good at running the football, and the Bucks have not been the defensive team that won the Super Bowl last year so far. They've had a lot of injuries, a lot of guys in and out. And, you know, a couple weeks ago, they let the Jets run all over them. And I can't even name the Jets running back. Um, and so it kind of makes me a little nervous knowing that that's the Eagles' strength. And are they going to be able to stop it? Now, if they are able to, then they should control this game pretty easily because I don't think the Eagles are going to beat you through the air. Uh, you know, I, I think this could be closer than people think. I, I ultimately think Tom Brady and the Bucks will win this game. So, uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and pick them. But I, I do think this could be a little bit closer than than everybody's kind of giving, you know, giving it. And, and there is a concern on the offense yeah. because, you know, it, how healthy is Mike mm-hmm. Evans? Um, you know, having just Gronk really and then a bunch of other guys that you don't really know yeah. is concerning. Because um, Brady, if we know anything about Brady, he loves dudes who he's got a connection with. Right. Um, and, and that's really important to him. So having a bunch of no-name guys we've never really heard of, or heard from having to be the guys to step up does make me a little nervous going in. So that's why I'm just kind of waiting to see what it looks like against the Eagles from them before I'm like all in on them. Maybe again. Um, sure. I don't know. Dustin, uh, where are you at with them? I'm in between you guys kind of both sides of it. Um, I'm not worried about the bucks for this game. You know, I'm worried about their offense after this round and hanging with, some some bigger boys um but the eagles are not a team to look past uh, because they do they will give you problems in there yeah between the bucks defense is not the healthiest all year 
Um, and so how can they manage Jalen Hurts in that run game? You know that's what they're going to do. I mean, they've kind of taken what Baltimore used to do the last couple of years and have made it their own, and that's what they do very similarly. But um, So they, they might give them some trouble, like you're saying, Brooks, but I don't see them having a huge – mishap in this kind of game and yeah. slipping um could the eagles cover this spread probably um, yeah that's that's where i'm at on this one yeah but i don't see the bucks having a problem with this game their offense maybe later on down the road could be an issue we might have to revisit that next week so where's everybody at bucks here bucks, bucks, bucks. yeah 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 yep bucks sweet bucks 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 all around so we've gone uh so far, we're three for four on sweeps, so that's probably not good for these teams. Yeah, so <laughs> but Eagles, Steelers, Raiders, moving on. <laughs> the four-five matchup, the four-five matchup in the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys getting to host the 49ers, who played their way in with a nice comeback against the Rams last week. Um, another team they can run the ball down your throats. We've known that for years. And now they have like a hybrid wide receiver running back in Debo who has a I think it's an NFL record for rushing. receivers with rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why I was kind of like having to think really hard. He had eight rushing touchdowns as a wide receiver this year. Um at Jerry World for this game. But 49ers coming in hot. Cowboys destroyed the Eagles last week, which was nice. But they've kind of been off and on honestly most of the year. Um so Brooks, how are we feeling about 49ers and Cowboys here? Three-point spread for the Cowboys on this one. I think this is the game I'm most excited for uh, over the weekend. Yeah. I, I, You know, Cowboys offense coming into this, boy, have they had a roller coaster to <sighs> end. It was Washington football team, Cardinals, Eagles. Like, like just a complete change in all of these games. So it's just really hard to predict what kind of offense that you're going to get from them. We know the talent that they have. We know how the capabilities that they have. And when it's clicking, I mean, I don't really know what team can stop them. No. Um, the 49ers offense, you know, you know, I'm going to pick the Cowboys in this game uh, and I'm going to pick them in the shot bet. I'll go ahead and get that. Uh, get that out of the way as well because I'm going off of what offense I trust more. I trust Dak and all of them more than I trust Jimmy G. And I think if the Cowboys can contain Debo and not let him burn you through the air or on the ground and, you know, kind of lock up Kittle and really make, really make it have to be Garoppolo that beats you. I think that's how they win this game. Um, and, And I think they can do that, you know, with Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence on that defensive line, um, and the way the defense has played all this year, I, I think they can do what they need to to contain that running game and really make uh, Garoppolo have to beat you. And offensively, you know, if if you can have one of those good Cowboys games, this should be this should be a win. Um, but it's just hard to predict if you're going to get that game or you're going to get the letdown game. Yeah, true. Arlie, which way are you swinging for this one? Um. So this is. Uh, I'm with Brooks. This is this is probably my favorite game of the week here. Um, I think a, a close second is going to be this Rams Cardinals game. Uh, just for me personally, I just want to I want to watch this game. I, I like seeing Cliff lose, and all of all of the girlfriend's family is all Rams fans, so it's kind of it going to end up watching this game, you know. Um, but uh, we'll touch base on that later. As far as this uh, Cowboys 49ers game, definitely my most excited game. 
but definitely the the one that's uh kind of set up for for the 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 outside looking in or like you know foresight i guess on the biggest potential upset right uh the rest of these you know a lot of them like you kind of see them going kind of how they're supposed to and this is the main one that's like kind of got that upset potential so it's really just as like brooks said dependent on which cowboys we're going to get uh 49ers are going to kind of play their game and play that well and, and continue with it but it'll all be revolving around that Cowboys and how they're showing out that this, this, this game. And they've not proven very efficient in the first round of the playoffs in years past. So we'll see. You're going 49ers is what I'm hearing. Um, This is our first shot bit of the day of the night. I'll take it. I'll take 49ers on this one. All right. All right. I'm going to go Cowboys. Um, what both you said, I think a lot of people are expecting the Cowboys to be a letdown. And I think with Dak, I know he's only one and two in the playoffs, but Dak and this roster, it's kind of all lining up for them finally. You know, got playmakers on defense. And that's the thing. This team is just playmakers. And but come playoff time, that's what you want. Who's going to be a bigger playmaker on the, on the field? And Cowboys have way more playmakers than – the 49ers do like 49ers got a few, but you wouldn't call Jimmy G a playmaker. You would probably call Dak a playmaker. Like you'd still call Zeke and Tony Pollard, that combo, a good playmaker option. Yeah. You had two really good wide receivers as playmakers. You got three, at least three, maybe four dudes on defense that are play. like you got dudes that can play in this big stage. And so I'm excited for them to actually step up and show it finally and that's why i think the cowboys are going to win this game and i'll take them in the shot bet so and if you haven't noticed i'm going like a bunch of favorites for this first week i literally have one through four making it to the next round (laughs) so that's definitely not going to (laughs) happen so our next game our last game like i just said i got the rams in this rams cardinals game our favorite kind of got a shit on cliff kingsbury and the cardinals limping into the playoffs of course, like all of Cliff's teams, the last end of the season is, you know, limping in and finishing very not strong at all. And, you know, I have way more faith in the Rams and being there more times, having the dudes, having way more experience from these guys. I mean, with Vaughn Miller, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, and Matt Stafford, I have way more faith in them that has been here before than I have in Cliff and the Cardinals. Brooks, I'm sure you agree. You know what? I actually, like, really believe that Cliff is going to be. Had y'all go in there, didn't you, I? You, yeah, you <laughs> helped. We, you, you, we, we, we knew we had to wait for about a five-second mark, and then we knew you'd break Oh, I knew he couldn't like, finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have started physically, like, coughing and puking, maybe. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm going to – you know, I trust Sean McVay, a coach who's been here and been in these moments. Um, and, and while Stafford has not been necessarily anything that strikes a whole lot of confidence into me lately, you know, I do trust him, I think, more than Kyler right now. Uh, he has the best player on the field in Cooper Cup uh, yep. to throw to. Um, and so that is a, a benefit while the Cardinals' best receiver – DeAndre Hopkins is not there. 
Uh, and it's just a lot of playoff firsts for, for the Cardinals and, and Cliff Kingsbury. And when we're going into a game that do, the coaching does matter a lot, um, the game plan matters a lot, the time management and a lot of those things matter a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to just have to go with Sean McVay and I'm going to have to go with the Rams and I have to go with a bunch of players who are seasoned vets and been here and done that before. And so, yeah, I, you know, I think the Rams have had Cliff's number pretty much his whole time in the NFL. Uh, He got that one win on him earlier, but then, you know, later on in the season, the Rams, you know, got that revenge on him and beat him there. And so, you know, I think that's really the Rams to lose in this game. Uh, I really do. And the Cardinals just don't have enough, enough momentum for me to really believe in them at this point, you know? Uh, So it's just kind of cliff doing what he does it's it's just a matter of fact now it's at the end of the year he's just not going to be the same as he was at the start um it's been every year of his damn career college or pro um and so yeah i i gotta go with the rams are you with us on the rams yep sweeping that one no full fucking sweep on that shit why you don't like cliff either or what um I, I, I like some of the players on the Cardinals, but no, I, I, I yeah. what, what would, did y'all see that other tweet where they like posted Cliff Kingsbury's like last six games of the year stats? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like for the last like 10 years like, or whatever Tommy it was. And Brooke, something we don't know. Yeah. Right. I, <laughs> like, the, I was just like, like, Oh, the, yep. Knew that. They're the first NFL team to ever start eight. No. And like finish the season with six or something losses. It's <laughs> unbelievable some of the stuff that he does there's a graphic about like team like the nfc in the standings and like who was in first and it's like the cardinals are at first and then they plummet all the way to fifth at the end it's just the typical cliff so moving on the only upsets we have uh arley has the 49ers upsetting the cowboys there the rest of it on the nfc oh yeah, yeah we have you know pretty much one through four and then AFC, no huge upsets. Bills, Patriots, I don't think would be an upset, but that's where Arley differs from us there. Um, Brooks, how did we do on our NFC predictions? Yeah, so NFC, we did pretty pretty good. We all got Bucks, We all got the Packers. And um, we all got the Rams. So we all swept on those divisions there. Uh, me and Dustin had the Cowboys winning the division. Arley had the Washington football team. Oh, uh, yeah. winning that division so we missed on that <laughs> but arley did have the cardinals in the playoffs so he got that pick and then um he had the 49ers so overall he only missed he only missed on the washington football team he had the cowboys as a wild card so um me and dustin uh, we had the 49ers in but i had the saints and seahawks and dustin had the vikings and seahawks so um we kind of missed on our wild cards but me and dustin's you know yeah. got all of our divi- the division winners on that side right. correct and i mean technically we had the the a or nfc west having three teams in we just mm-hmm. didn't know it would be the cardinals winning and the seahawks sucking. yeah we didn't yeah yeah we we had We're that, all over and, that. Then, and i was real close to having the saints in there too uh like oh. you know if the but i would have sacrificed the 49ers for the saints but you know either way uh, I, I think overall, our prediction-wise, you know, most of the teams that we had were in there uh, kind of at the end of the season. Yeah. So nothing, like, significantly off other than really the Browns, I think, if you Yeah, look, and which and is look, what we're going to get into next yeah. is do we want to make any changes to our Final Four and Super Bowl picks? You 
Brooks and Ari both need to change your AFC because you both had Chiefs over the Browns. So would you like with. to add a different AFC team in there, which, based on what might happen, um, you know, Arley, you're looking at Titans versus Patriots and then Chiefs versus Bengals. Are those two matchups? Brooks, you're looking at Titans, Bengals, Chiefs versus Bills. Yeah. Arley, I'll let you I'll let you lead off, Arley, with yours. So I mean uh final here is uh, for the AFC gotta be Chiefs Titans. Okay. So you got Chiefs over the Titans? Replacing the Browns, I I think so. Okay, I think the Titans are solid, but I just think that the the Chiefs just got some more experience. And that's I had the Bills in mind as well, and I would like to change. No, hold on. Yeah, I have to change mine because I have Chiefs over the Bills, and they're actually going to play in the next round if I have it the way I have it. So I would take Chiefs over Titans as well. Brooks, what are you changing the Browns to there? Yeah, that makes it tough because I would also have the Chiefs playing the Bills next right. up. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm just gonna go random for fun here. Bang. I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say the Bengals upset the Titans and it's Chiefs Bang. over Bengals. Oh, I love it <laughs> to get to the Super Bowl on my AFC just for fun, Bang. so we don't all go Titans. <laughs> All right, and and that way, me and Dustin win our uh, RC Maxwell bet real quick. Boom. Yeah, uh, that's okay. right. All right, that's right. Yeah, I had Chiefs over Bills. Obviously, that would be a next round matchup for me. It's not a Final Four matchup. Yeah, but switch switch there. Um, our NFC. Are you had Bucks over Packers? Brooks, you had Packers over Rams. Mm-hmm. Y'all like those picks? I still do. Bucks over Packers. You yeah. So the Bucks going to the Super Bowl, winning the NFC. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Brooks, you still like Packers over Rams? Yeah. So listen, uh, I like Packers there. Uh, I, I'm. I don't think the Bucks are going to get past the next round. So if the way I have it, they would be playing the. Let's see, I've got Bucks, you Cowboys, have, and Rams. We have Packers versus Cowboys, and then Bucks versus Rams next round. I think that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I know because I, I want Packers, Cowboys, okay. and the, I'll, I'll tell I you want what that mine, to be. I'm in a similar boat. Um, yeah. I had Bucks over Rams, which obviously that's the next round matchup. So I got to flip flop somewhere. Um, I actually think the Rams can take the Bucks there with their kind of limitations on offense recently. Um, but I have the Packers over the Rams in the final four there. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to stick with my pick too. Um, I just wanted to make yeah. sure I, I had okay. the matchups right and that the Packers we weren't playing the yeah. Rams. I'm, so I'm jumping on where you are um, actually, um, which we got Arlie's predictions of who's going. He's got Chiefs versus Bucks again. Brooks, yeah, you originally I'm, had Chiefs over the Packers. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think I'm gonna stick with that. I'm gonna stick with the Chiefs over the Packers for the Super Bowl. Okay, Arlie, when went, Arlie, I went and listened back. We didn't get like a Definitive. Super Bowl prediction from you at okay. that episode, so huh. we will need your prediction. Chiefs or Bucks? Chiefs or Bucks? 
Mm. You can think on it for a second while yeah. I uh, flip flop my Super Bowl prediction. Uh, I still have the Chiefs making it all the way, but because now I have flip flopped the NFC and put the Packers in there, I think they are going to win the NFC. And I actually have them completing the Aaron Rodgers revenge tour and winning the Super Bowl over the Chiefs. Yeah. Man, you know what? Because I put a bet on the Packers winning the Super Bowl at the beginning <laughs> of the season. Me. Yeah, so we're flipping it. I'm a yeah, I'm gonna flip it because you know I bet on it before the season, and I, I just don't really. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, let's already take the Chiefs and be the homer. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. That's a tough matchup. Like I really do think like it's it's who, whoever's having the better day. Um, I'll 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 go Bucks on this one on the on the. On the... Oh wow! All right, a little flip flopping there, a couple people, but we got Bucks and two Packers picks to make it. Um, uh, little NFL news and coach firings and some underdog picks to wrap up NFL. The coach firings happen like usual. Been a handful of them. The unsurprising ones, Bears, Broncos, Vikings, and Giants. The Dolphins fired theirs as well, which was surprising. Brian Flores has led them into back-to-back winning seasons. Um, the Giants just full on cleaned house. <clears throat> their GM was retiring. Joe Judge, their head coach, was fired. Not a, not a fan favorite, not a player <laughs> favorite. He was not winning games. I really did like his fourth uh, – his – is QB sneak on from their own yard line. I, I thought I think that was those really play calls is what dug his grave, but good for them. Like that would have been dumb to get a new GM. Oh my god! Uh, so keep the Vikings, the Vikings, they kind of just wore out the yeah. Mike Zimmer. I, I think Zimmer's a good good coach, but I don't. I think they just needed a change there. Um, Broncos, Bears, they just needed to move on. Uh, yeah. They need to get their quarterback situation and get. Bears, obviously, they've been doing this revolving door for, I think, 10 years now. Mm-hmm. It's be like their fourth coach in the last, like, 10 years. they got to get the quarterback and his his coach for Justin Fields. So, Dolphins, I think they apparently just had a disagreement on the whole Tua thing. Oh, yeah. And the owner likes the GM a lot more. He's been there 21 years, and I don't – they're just buddies, basically, is what I get because – if you look at his track record, he hasn't done anything for them the last 21 years. He just mm-hmm. fired their most winning, most successful coach. In yeah. Seasons. Yeah. If you look at the Dolphins track record with coaches, they haven't had a coach make it over four years in a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, it, a lot of, a lot has to do with the owner. You know, I, I yeah. listen to a lot of Levitard show. They're a Miami based podcast. Yep. So they talk a lot about this and this <clears> caught them way off guard like they thought he was safe they were like hey this is our first two winning seasons that we've had since the early 2000s i think um and and they blame a lot of the the tua stuff on the owner because the owner is the one that floated the deshaun stuff out there like that wasn't brian flores so there was like a there was a slam piece basically put out there to kind of throw shit on flores after the firing that they were breaking down and kind of ridiculing so it just kind of seems like some really sh- shady work from the Dolphins. And, and, you know, a lot of that fan base is pretty upset right now. Like, who are you going to go get that's better than Brian Flores right now? 
Um, you know, maybe they go try to do something offensively, some offensive minded coach to try to help out yeah. Tua. But to be honest, you're not going to do shit without an offensive line. And they had the worst offensive yeah. line in football. So uh, it goes a lot further than the coach there. And, yeah. and it's kind of really shitty for Brian Flores, who I think is a really damn lots good coach. Of, Great coach. Lots of good uh, candidates this year to go look, interview and hire. Um, lots of offensive coordinators going to get most of the looks. A few defensive coordinators. Um, I just hope we don't like do the revolving door of mediocre coaches. You know, yeah. getting re- rehired. Um, like don't don't go hire Jason Garrett. Or something like <laughs> where do you think Jay uh, Gruden? Where, where do you think uh, Flores ends up? Uh, whoever I don't know. Whoever gets him though, great for them. Fucking um, steal, right? Bears, Bears or Vikings, I think are probably the yeah. leading candidates. I think Bears right would be a good fit with him with that defense. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he what he definitely needs to look at is is his offensive coordinator hiring because that is yeah. kind of where they missed. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a like that defense in Miami was really damn good with him there. So. Yeah, he'll be a wanted commodity, that's for sure. Yeah. Let's get to the fun stuff. The underdog picks. We have wrapped up the the wheel of underdog picks. Uh, week 18. Nobody won in week 18. Great way to end the season. Uh, Arlie, Arlie actually won. Yeah. <clears throat> Did he, he had the Bengals yeah. plus six, and the Bengals lost by five. Oh, okay. I saw that one point going the wrong way. You're right. So, already wraps it up very nicely there. I did all right so, with those. Bengals plus six, lost by five. Barely squeaked in there for that one, Barley. Brooks had the oh, big-time Jets at 16, and they lost by 17. Almost pulled it off. Man, it and was a, took- like a three-point game in the fourth quarter, and I was like, oh, I got this. And then I look at the score again, and I'm like, fuck. And I took the <laughs> Eagles like a little- kind of a, a another COVID-type game like the week before and got blown out. Again, back-to-back weeks. So, the recap on the season, Arlie ended up finishing in first place, went 13-5. and five. I, did, I did pretty good with these underdogs. That's really good. I ended up second at 10-8. and eight, You know, not, kind of limped into the playoffs there at the end. And Brooks went 9-9 nine and nine on the season to wrap up his year right at 500. Good job, Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... So for the playoffs, what we're going to do, we're going to get rid of the loser's will, winner's will. We're just going to pick games straight up based off the spreads that we have on Wednesday night. Um, so any right now, six games are available. Arlie, since you had the best win of the week, you get to go first and pick any of those games. And so we're just picking like the winner of the game? Or... No, you get, to, you get the spread again. Yeah, you have to pick the, the underdog. You have to you pick, pick an underdog. the underdogs. But they are all on the, the left of the board. Okay, okay. But they, but it does not matter the point total. And I mean, all of them would be eligible except for the Niners, but that's eligible here. Yeah, playoff eligible. All right. Since there's a limited amount of games. Yeah. I'll take that Niners game then. The ni- Niners. Oh, I mean, you had it earlier in the. In might, the might as well double up and, and 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 see if I get that. Niners. Plus three. All right. So Brooks, what are you feeling here, man? With that, with the Cowboys 49ers game off the board. I'm going to go with the second biggest spread and I'm going to take the Eagles. I think that they either will be able to do enough to keep it close or 
you know, maybe do something at the end that, you know, kind of backdoor covers yeah. that. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we kind of covered that, that they can give them problems and keep it decent. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to take that one. Um, I, I don't know really. <laughs> um, cause honestly, those are probably my two favorite games. I don't have faith in the Raiders. Patriots and Bills, you just kind of never know about third game division matchup. I definitely don't like the Steelers in that one. Um, I would hate to have to pick Cliff. So I'm going to predicament. Predicament. But at least if you picked Cliff, like if you lost that, you still win a shot bet. And if you lose your shot bet, you win this one. Yeah. You kinda had, a, you know, be a nice double-edged double sword, whatever you want to call it. You had your bet there. Hedge it. Um. Yeah, let's go all NFC here, and I'll take the Cardinals three and a half right. versus the Rams. So those will okay. be our picks. Already right, got Forty Nine ers plus three. Brooks has Eagles plus eight and a half. All right. I have the Cardinals plus three and a half. So we'll come back next week, recap some of these games just a little bit. Um, our our recap segment will be whoever has the under two minute. Uh, come back, come back. Whoever we want that to be called after, you know. It's up in and, the air. Uh, I'll, uh, kick it back to you, Arlie, for some college football and NBA yeah, stuff. Let's go. All right, so that was the end of our NFL discussion. Uh, obviously, the regular season wrapping up and the playoffs coming up. Uh, we're all excited for that, of course. Um, so, next thing that we are going to be talking about today is going to be the game on Monday night of the SEC Bowl Part 2, Georgia versus Alabama. Uh, Great, great finish to this game. I said it a little bit earlier in the show. The first three or first first two and and three quarters of of a quarter was the most boring thing I've ever seen. I hated the entire thing up to that point. And that was whenever they finally started scoring touchdowns. And I had the idiot idea of drinking a shot every time they scored touchdowns. And this whole game turned around very quickly in the third uh, end of the third and fourth quarter. Um, so, Dustin, uh, any kind of take about this uh, Georgia-Alabama game? Well, unfortunately, I was working oh. most of the night. So, I didn't have to watch the defensive field goal fest in the first Good three God. quarters. I caught the fourth quarter. That was the most entertaining. All I needed to see, so that was great. Um, I did hear that it sucked for – Alabama, when they kind of started to get rolling, that their receiver towards ACL hurt his knee and was out. So they basically didn't have their best two wide receivers for this game. Mm-hmm. And that kind of limited their comeback capabilities at that point. Um, but good for Georgia getting over the hump finally. Good for college football getting just a new champion and Georgia winning and getting over that hump. And Bama, don't be too sad. They'll be back next year, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. No, nobody. I don't. I don't think anybody was sad about Bama losing. Like you, you kind of saw that press conference with Saban, where he's just like, "No, nah, these dudes like tried their fucking ass off." Like whatever. But like, I mean, I still like that from him. But I don't know, uh, Brooks. Uh, any any kind of thoughts about this, uh, Natty? Yeah. So real quick, I heard. A, I can't remember what podcast it was. I was listening to, but they're recapping the game, and um, 
he said, uh, the guy that they were talking to said as he was leaving the game, there was a couple of Bama fans that was like, where's the college football playoff next year? And, like, <laughs> exactly. and then the person was like, Los Angeles. And we're like, okay, guess we got to start looking into hotel and stuff for that. And I'm like, you know, it must be really nice to just get a plan that every single year you get to go to wherever the college exactly. football playoff yeah, is. Like, but um, so that's why when I see their sad faces, I'm like, get that. Come on. You, you haven't won enough yet. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, it was a kind of a def- defense fest for most of the game, and then all of a sudden one of the craziest, most luckiest fumbles that you will ever see in football ever yep. happens. Well, that was awesome. And it's just so much luck in that. The dude didn't care, like thought it was an incomplete pass, wasn't so trying casual. to catch it at all, happens to just catch it right in bounds. <sighs> unbelievable and from that point it looked like alabama was gonna win and i was like ah this is the shit that happens for alabama and they win but georgia comes down right back you know slinging it with their walk-on quarterback and he dials one up for a touchdown and then georgia never looked back so yeah i'm with dustin it's always good to see kind of like a new team rise to the top unfortunately it's another sec team but uh, I enjoy watching Alabama lose, and also I picked Georgia to win in my shot bet. So, no, you did not. Oh, no, 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 I did afterwards. Fuck, I should have done that. No, I did think Bama was going to win this. Just kidding. Yeah. I wanted Georgia to win this, though. We all wanted Georgia to win. I think y'all are just picking based on you oh, know, what happens normally, and normally Alabama does win <laughs> that. But, um, you know, Georgia was the better team in mm-hmm. that game. They you know kind of out physical them made more plays made it uncomfortable for bryce young and um was able to get the win so good for them good for georgia that's good i mean it was a it was a good game i I enjoyed it you know enjoyed uh stetson bennett being little 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 mini joe burrow in every in every word in every facet of the word because he's only like five nine or whatever and so uh, little mini Joe Burrow, you gotta love it. You see his little, yeah, dude, his little Good Morning America interview. thing, yeah, <laughs> fucking legend, dude. Like he's just like he's either stoned or hungover or still drunk. Like I'm not sure, yeah. but he he was fucking living his best life. Yeah. I I was so happy that he fucking went on Good Morning America. Yeah, that was awesome. Like, fucking kind of fucked up. Uh, you gotta love it. You do gotta love it. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and move on. We're going to go ahead and get into some basketball discussion here. Good news. Uh, or I, I, I like the news coming around, but let me pass this over to Brooks real quick for some NBA discussion. Oh, one second. All right, Brooks. All right. So what is happening as an NBA recap for the NBA shotgun? Yeah, so I'm not going to hit on a whole lot right now. We are kind of nearing the midpoint of the season. Teams are starting to recover from their uh, these COVID absences that they've had. But the significant thing that happened this past week, and we, we mentioned it in last week's episode, but it was Clay Thompson's return. Mm-hmm. Uh, he officially returned Sunday night. Uh, to play the Cleveland Cavaliers of all teams. <laughs> and in his return, he scored 17 points. And so he, he looked good. He had a nice little poster dunk 
over a couple dudes. He was moving around well and kind of had a, a typical clay game for you. Not one of those games where he just, you know, was completely burying threes left and right, which I'm sure we'll see at some point once he gets fully back. But it was nice to have him back in the NBA uh, fans and, and, and sports fans in general all around. We're really excited for that. Very rarely on a Sunday does NBA news kind of trickle into your Twitter feed or anything like that. But there is definitely a lot of people ha uh, hyped and excited about Clay's return. And then he proceeded at 14 points against the Memphis Grizzlies uh, on Tuesday night in a loss to the Memphis Grizzlies. So Clay Thompson is back uh, for the Warriors, and it will take some time for him to get fully back into game shape and playing in the NBA and, uh, you know, playing on Sunday and then on Tuesday and then, you know, whatever day that follows, but it was nice to see him back. Harley, do you have any quick thoughts on, on, uh, I know we talked about it quite a bit last week, but any parting thoughts on, on Clay's re full return now to the NBA? It had been uh, 941 days since he had last played since the last time he played John ja Morant wasn't even in the NBA. <laughs> so it's a quick little thing for you there as you give us your take on Clay. I uh, love it. I mean, I love to see it. You know, he, he's he's uh, kind of like similar to Steph, that one of those stand-up kind of guys and, you know, not overly cocky, not 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 underly confident by any means. And you're excited to see kind of kind of the return to, to normal for this Golden State team, which has been off for two years now. And so – uh, it's some good dudes, uh, outside of Draymond, like, and, and even Draymond's not bad all the time. I think he's a hilarious announcer. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what this, what this is going to look like really. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what this team looks like once he gets kind of fully incorporated. Of course, right now, Draymond Green is out with an injury. So, uh, kind of to honor his teammates return, he, uh, he checked in for the tip off and then fouled to get out of the game because he's going through uh, an injury of himself. But he wanted to be there to watch his uh, his teammate return to the court. It's kind of bizarre. You know, last time Clay was playing, uh, Kawhi Leonard was a Raptor. Uh, there's so, been so much movement. Kevin Durant was a warrior. Um, it, you know, John Morant wasn't in the league. It, there's just so much change that's happened in the NBA since Clay has last played. Dustin, do you have any little thing to add to Clay's uh, return and, and him getting back into the fold here? Yeah, what a freaking addition for a top three team in the league. I mean, I would think you have to put the Warriors as a favorite to win it at this point. Yeah, I, I think it definitely makes them one of the favorites. I, you know, I haven't watched enough of the NBA no. yet. You know, the, the Suns are pretty damn good. And, of course, there's still the Nets there who, you know, with Kevin Durant and, and of course, the reigning champ Bucks. So, I, I think there's definitely, like, the field's wide open, but this definitely gives them an edge as they continue to work him back into the lineup. But the team that they lost to on Tuesday night is the hottest team in the NBA right now, and that is the Memphis Grizzlies, the Grizzle. Jarrett Culver's own Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> uh, and they are led by, of course, the young budding star that we have mentioned that wasn't in the league last time Clay Thompson played. But that is John ja Morant. John ja Morant is putting up some pretty ridiculous numbers right now, averaging 24, almost 25 points per game, six assists per game, five rebounds a game. 
Um, he has just been dominant for them. They've had the emergence of a uh, former Big 12 player, TCU alumni, Desmond Bain. Uh, he's emerged this year, averaging 17 points per game. Um, and they've just got a lot of great contributions all around. This team is playing really well. We kind of know the grit and grind mentality. Uh, they've got a good young coach, a good young core of dudes who are just playing really damn well. And this was a team that, you know, snuck into the playoffs last year, knocking off, you know, Steph and the Warriors in the playing game and, you know, kind of got a little bit of playoff experience and really have taken a huge leap so far. They're four seed right now in the West. Um, this is not where people had them. They probably had them as a playing team again, or maybe they're at the six, you know, seven range, but they've definitely taken a leap. Jaws taken a leap, kind of got himself into the MVP discussion, but most definitely all-star discussion for this season. Dustin, any takes on the Grizzlies and kind of this um, out of nowhere rise for them this year? And do you view them as a legit type of maybe not a championship contending team, but like, is this legit or not? Yeah, it's legit. Cause you have one of the best players in the league and one of the best athletes in the league. I mean, you can't look at him and not think, and especially how young he is, that they're not going to contend. I mean, he just made one of the most ridiculous basketball plays ever the other night with a yeah that block thirteen oh. foot two handed block off the glass, like it looked like an interception more like. But I mean, I kind of relate them to like the Chargers with a young Justin Herbert, and they're wasting a year of not making the playoffs this year. Well, the Grizzlies aren't wasting any time, and they're going to yeah. go ahead and just put themselves right in there and get this run of going to the playoffs started with him. So I think it's awesome, especially having one of the NBA's yeah. best, young, most talented electric players going off and going to get them in the playoffs. Yeah, it's always really fun to get a new blood yeah, like this and, and have them step up and, and just how electric he is and how yeah. fun a player is to watch and even like some of his post game stuff's really fun. There was a warrior, there was a fan, you know, wearing a Warriors jersey, little kid, and he didn't like high five the kid because he was wearing a Warriors jersey. He's like, I'm not gonna give you a high five unless you're wearing a Memphis jersey. Yeah, give me his, give me his address. So he's just a really fun new young star. And you know, this 10 game win streak, sure, it can come against random teams, but the Warriors were in there, the Lakers were in there twice, the Nets are in that win streak. They beat the Suns, so they beat a lot of good teams. And they have some ability to make a trade. Arlie, you picked the Grizzlies in your NBA ones pool team, one of the good picks this year. Um, what do you think about this Grizzly team right now? And if you're the Grizzlies, do you go, do you kind of go all in here, try to make a trade and, and try to view this like this league that's kind of open this year and take a chance when maybe in past years you might not? I think they should. I think they should ride the momentum that they're on right now. I mean, uh, they're, they're, I don't know. Ja has been a lot of fun. Uh, just to, just to like, why would I have watched the Memphis Grizzlies in years past realistically? Yeah. Even when they were good, they were still kind of boring to watch. Yeah. You know, they, like, they had good players, but yeah, it's still yeah. like, uh, cool. We're going to watch what them. Was it like, like whenever they had Conley and stuff like they, they've been, they've had good years. Watch Zach like, Randolph. Like, barely get off the ground. <laughs> it's not like they've had bad years for a long stretch. They've had some decent teams come through, but this is exciting. That was my whole deal with the na yeah. national championship. I was bored watching it, even though it was great football. 
Memphis, even though there's great basketball up there, I get bored watching it. So I'm I'm given a reason to tune in. I'm, I I like that a lot about them. Yeah, Jaw Jaw's definitely a highlight factory. There there's like some there's just always ridiculous highlights coming from his games. They've got a nice youth movement there. They've done good drafting. They've they've done a really damn good job drafting. And yeah, they've acquired a lot of pieces, and they have an opportunity here to maybe maybe try to make a run at this thing. I don't think they'll necessarily get there, but it's definitely always good to get your young star players, you know, throw them into the fire and mm-hmm. see what happens. So definitely been, definitely been a fun, young, surprising team in the NBA this season, but that's kind of all I got for you guys in the NBA shotgun for this week. Uh, we'll tune back in next week when hopefully there's some more NBA news we're talking about and, Maybe we'll kind of get into what our wins pool teams looks like, some hits and misses that we've made this season uh, as we're going to be probably past the halfway point by the next time that we talk. So that'll be it for this week. All right. And so uh, that does, again, wrap up the NBA. We're going to jump over to some shot bets and some depressing stuff for me. So, um, if you've been watching my Twitter feed a little bit here, you've been seeing me trying to chip away at what uh, what was my massive shot bet total for it because I knew what was coming up. Uh, yeah, so um, you were at 20. I counted 10 shots that you've posted through photos. Yep. Awesome. So that got you down to 10. And then just right back the fuck up. And then you were 0 and 2 last week, and then you uh, have your Jaguars shots on there. So, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. so um, first shot bet last week uh, was <laughs> the Chargers, a three point favorite over the Raiders on Sunday night. As y'all may have, or as you may have heard us talk about earlier in this episode, the Raiders beat the Chargers in overtimes to send themselves to the playoffs, giving all of us. The shot bet loss and the and the Chargers just continuing to charge her on, and we should have known that. Uh, second shot bet was the national championship. We should have. We even we fucking all talked about it. Yeah. We all were like, Chargers it. Oh, damn. And then they charged it the most Charger way. Right okay, at the wait, end when you so, think, huh, go, go. So we didn't really talk about it in the recap or anything like that, but I want to know what – because – Oh, there's been a lot of discussion on Staley and the timeout. What were y'all thoughts on the timeout real quick? I just kind of want to know. Because I don't think it was a dumb call because no. they were going to get a run of play either way. Well, they were going to run a play either way, and the Chargers are just trying to get a couple defensive players that were on the sidelines resting into the game, yeah. which are your probably better players or run stoppers, whatever. And, yeah, either way, the Raiders were going to run a play get what they can get and kick a field goal and see what happens anyways. Like it was never going to be a kneel out situation. Like they're going to kick the a field goal. And, and then if they missed the field goal, it, they would have been fine on the tie, but then they got so much yardage. Yeah. Then they had an easier field goal and they were like, all right, let's definitely confidently kick this field goal. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I don't think it was dumb or anything like that. I definitely do think if they were able to stop them on that third down play, I definitely think maybe that would change things and maybe the Raiders would have been like, yeah, let's just tie instead of maybe having something go horribly wrong on this kick and then we lose. I think maybe that would be the only thing, but 
yeah, I don't think it was necessarily that dumb. I just mm. we didn't really talk about it, so I was curious what y'all thoughts were. Sorry, yeah, I mean, dumb going for fourth down on your own nineteen when you're down three points. Yeah, that <laughs> that's what's dumb. that's not smart. <laughs> Okay, sorry, uh, sorry to interrupt there, but no, no, it, it, it's been a it's been a hot topic, so I was just curious what y'all's thoughts were on it. No, it's fair. Um, I mean, I'm I'm I thought it was the right the move. Fact that we almost got go. the tie was fun, though. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it was just like holy shit! The Steelers did everything, was, had everything break their way, and then we're gonna get a tie. I was so hopeful for that, though. I uh, was too. I was like, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So um, next thing that we're going to be talking about here was the second shot bet, which was the national championship between Alabama and Georgia. Georgia being a three-point favorite, I think, uh, as far as our podcast and the bets go. Uh, Georgia having a huge fourth quarter and maybe even a good end of the third quarter there to take the national championship, beat Alabama, and give Brooks the victory. I think that was on their resume as they were like getting ready yeah. for that game, they're like, we need, we need fuck that Dustin and, and Arlie not, not believing in us. All yeah. right. We're <laughs> going to give Brooks his fucking shot bet win. So they I get, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like Georgia, Georgia, like Kirby smart. I'm pretty sure. Listen to the show. Um, so uh, Georgia taking the win, giving uh, Brooks the win and me and Dustin, the loss <clears> adding <throat> to our shot bet totals. Uh, this week's shot bets. We had the 49ers versus the Cowboys. I believe both of y'all took the Cowboys on that one. Me on the 49ers with this one. And the second game were was the uh, Cardinals versus the Rams. And we clean swept that one because as Red Raiders, we know that Cliff Kingsbury and his second half of the season is never something to be bet on. Uh, so, uh, officially, I am back up to 21. I was at 20. Uh, took 10 shots over the last week. And oh uh, you know what, though? That would have been 31 shots that I owed, all right? So, it would have been a lot. You, you know? Uh, they, it, it would have been so much that we would have had to literally have a show where, like, Arlie, you got to pay some of these <laughs> off. <laughs> like, like, shit, we, 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 we got a problem here, right? The thing is, like, I don't, like, I'm at my dad. We uh, can't, uh, yeah. We can't ask people to pay their shop bets off and then our own host not right paying. yeah <laughs> i got i got 10 in a week i'm i'm, I'm gonna whittle it down we, we got another yeah. uh another little drink friendly weekend coming around so be be ready for don't some make more. any more jaguars bets and you're all right oh yeah no that that's that was that was fun and it was painful at the same time um but uh anybody else out there if you want to hit up the twitter and uh pay off any shot bets alongside me i can definitely use some company with these next Ugh, excuse me 21 shots Ugh. but uh that does wrap up this episode guys and uh obviously a fun one you know the tech segment was a ton of fun with the two big wins and uh playoffs starting over here on the tailgate so exciting time going on for the tailgate talks guys uh final shots coming up now dustin anything you want to kind of mention or throw out there no i've been so wrapped up in tech basketball and right football and playoffs now that i haven't even had time i mean juco basketball starters i'm working there too so <laughs> with those three things revolving i don't have much else going on so yeah. over to you brooks i guess yeah i had nothing until like <laughs> an hour before the show some news trickled in and or uh i was reminded of some news but john lester retired today i forgot and... he still played 
uh, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of forgot uh, he had played too, but <laughs> as a Boston Red Sox fan, he holds a special place in my yeah. heart uh, as uh, he was a significant part of us winning that 2013 uh world series championship and you know he threw a no-no for us when he was a red sock he's just a clutch pitcher a great dude um really fun to root for and then of course he went on to win a world series with the cubs so cubs have a special place in their hearts for him as well um and so just kind of like one of those dudes that you cheer for um uh and that's really easy to cheer for and but yeah so he retired today and a Red Sox Cubs legend so you know cheers to him and, and a great career so I wanted to shout him out um so yeah that trickled across and I was like oh I can use that <laughs> perfect so that's that's mine well we take that oh nice nice little one there I I don't really have much going on not not much going on in soccer not much uh different in hockey for me uh my Canadians are still awful uh so not yeah, much new to say i don't even know how that my ice skates are doing i just did uh, hockey take really... like a break for a little bit for covid or something uh might have ice cats are first place in their division oh yeah fuck yeah we are yeah, eastern conference yeah beating the tampa bay lightning while my uh my 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 my, my canadians are in last place in the same division so gotta mm. gotta love that Got a, Got a real shot I'm this still, year. We I'm do still gonna, uh, still gonna buy the jersey at some point here. I wish uh, fucking hockey jerseys expensive as shit. Like a like a hundred to hundred twenty bucks for most other jerseys. Hockey is like one eighty to two hundred. Because it's a sweater, dude. I know, but shit. <laughs> I mean, these, these hockey fans are are, are something else. Uh, but that does uh, wrap up the episode for us this week. Uh, make sure, guys, uh, as I've said before, time and time again, to follow the show on Spotify and iTunes. Give us the five-star rating. We always appreciate that. Uh, hit us up on all the social media accounts, uh, at tailgate underscore talks, as well as uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. Uh, and then, of course, uh, our personal accounts, Dustin at DustinWimmer22, Brooks at Calvin B. Barrett, and me at Blanco, where the L's of one. And uh, that does wrap up this week for us, and uh, we will catch you guys next week but uh until then brooks catch y'all at the next tailgate peace